0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today we've got a great show for you as we got Craig Campbell on the line and we look forward to getting to know him a little bit. A little shorter show than normal, but we're still excited. So Craig, are you here?
1: I am here. Can you hear me?
0: Yep, can hear you fine? Yes,
2: we can.
0: Yes. Oh good, good. (laughs) So how are you? Going through this COVID, right? I always like to start out with that. How is it affecting you personally?
1: Uh, man, honestly, outside of uh, outside of financial strain of not having any shows, um, we've we've been conducting business as usual here in this little town where I, li- I live in Eagleville, which uh, is very rural, very uh, small population. So I mean, we we have a little slice of heaven, a little, a little over four acres. We got. We got horses oh, well.
3: and
1: chickens and 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 um, just wide open spaces, so we're, we're, not much has changed for us. Um, we've been doing, uh, you know, like I said, outside of shows getting canceled and, and school getting canceled. I mean, it's, it's business mm-hmm. as usual.
0: Yeah, we definitely know what you mean because we we started the Chris and Sandy show on January 3rd, and I remember telling Sandy my goal was 80 interviews first year. When all this mm-hmm. got shut down, I said, like, you know what? This is our time to shine. And you are now our 150th interview this year. <laughs>
1: hey, good. Man, that's awesome. Congratulations <laughs> to you
0: guys. Oh, well, thank you. We, just, we decided that we would take something that's bad and turn it into something good that blesses yeah. everybody else out there.
1: Man, that's awesome. That is so awesome.
0: <clears throat> so tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and just a small brief overview of Of you I'd like to get know the person well, um, I was born
1: and raised in South Georgia, a little town called Lyons, Georgia um
0: yeah, we're in savannah
1: okay, well, then you yeah well good, you guys know exactly where I'm
3: talking
0: about <laughs> um,
1: so um i mean i that's, I guess that's for the people that that are outside of your area that are listening um um born and raised, I grew up. So, strong southern baptist i played piano for my church for from the time i was about wow. 10 years old till till i graduated high school um always wanted all music was always just a huge passion of mine and and um it, it, i tell people all the time that music chose me you know i didn't choose it was basically the only <laughs> thing i felt like i was any good at and uh yeah i did that and then i graduated high school as a correctional officer for a couple of years um I did that, and then I just really didn't, really didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, um, mm-hmm. so I, I put a band together. We we traveled all over the country doing bars and honky-tonks, and I did that for a couple of years, and then I moved to Nashville, and um, long story short, it took me a couple of years to kind of get my my foot in the door and, and the people, right, meeting the right people, and Always was trying to, you know, get that record deal, and and in the meantime, I was like, mm-hmm. how do I make money? So I played Lower Broadway and <laughs> sing. Oh, wow. I played piano for Tracy Bird for a while. I played piano for Luke oh, Bryan cool. for a little while. Um, and I signed a record deal in '09, um, and then I signed another record deal in '05 or
0: 2015, and mm-hmm. uh, here we are. And that's kind of where I kind of want this to go. Um, One thing I like to do that a lot of people don't hear about, you know, uh, fans, they they see the glory behind the artist, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifices, the struggles, the rejection. And I like to hit that side, too, because I think think that's a missing ingredient within the music industry because people don't talk about that. Would you mind telling us about some of the issues that you've had to deal with to get to where you're at even right now? Well,
1: early on there was there was really no hardcore rejection. That's kind of the reason I was able to stay in Nashville. I, I, I'm, I had a good product, you know. I, I'm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I I am my biggest fan. I've always felt like I belonged here, and I belonged. <laughs> I awesome. deserved everything that I got. So, but it, it it comes down to not not really the talent. Really, it's, it's more like um, who wants it the most and
3: Mm -hmm. yeah having
1: having champions inside the business that that believe in you and and are willing to take a chance and make and put you on the radio and spend a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of money uh to make all this happen um so i didn't have i you know luckily i I was able to meet those people and that that (laughs) i was very fortunate um now, since then, I've I've kind of seen behind the curtain of of the whole music business, which it truly mm-hmm. is a business.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah.
1: I said, it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, talent and quality of music really doesn't matter a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you you have some, if somebody at the top of the record label wants to make a star, they can make a star out of anybody. Um, they yeah,
3: just, they just mm-hmm. have to
1: have make that decision, and you know. Uh, fortunately, early on I, when I signed with Bigger Picture, I was that guy. Uh, they they mm-hmm. they believed in me and they they wanted me to be the star. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, they they did they ran out of money. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Now now and then I signed with the Broken Bow Records um, shortly after they closed, and um, it was total opposite. I was not their guy, and it was very mm-hmm. evident uh, with some yeah. of the choices that were made. Uh, as far as my career was concerned um and you know fast forward 4 or 5 years I I we we all decided that uh we were not happy with each other so we we amicably split, split and um now I'm 100% independent so I mean there's
3: there's so you've always been on that, all sides that,
1: yeah and and I but now man it's just I'm I'm as happy as I've ever been uh <laughs> and and you know who would have ever thought that not having a record deal would be would be exciting, you know.
0: Uh
1: huh. So. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I
0: remember we interviewed Joe Kelly um, a while back on our State of the Music Business podcast that we do, and I remember we talked about that, and he said that really he's got so many friends who would never sign a record deal because they're like, you know what? They control their destiny. They can say yes or no. To whatever they have, he says they control everything. He says he says you would never know, but they're living off their music because they're doing it their way.
1: Yeah, and honestly, man, just and it's been it's been uh, one of those things that's happened pretty quick. Um, yeah, ten years ago, ten years ago, you really did need a record label to to fund everything. Mm-hmm. They were the gatekeepers to country radio. Country radio was the first uh, the end uh, end all be all. Uh, to success. Now, granted, there were independent artists making a really good living um, from the from the roots and the, the under underground situation, but they did not have that national yeah. and global pr- print uh, to be able to get their music to the to the ends of the earth. You you don't need a record label anymore to do that. You know, uh, it's just as easy mm-hmm. to put your music uh, have it distributed through TuneCore and have. Yeah. And make those calls to Spotify and, and say, "Hey, you know, can, here's some music. You know, can, do you recommend any of your, the playlists? You know that. So, yeah, you can reach every person in the world now without a record label. So it's it's just shit, man. Things have changed.
0: <laughs> and we all that we owe that to technology. Again, technology's been bad on some fronts of music, but it's been great on other fronts. Right,
1: right, and you, you know, and I think this is one of those things. And and it, it used to be you you know you wanted to write all your songs because that's that's where
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's where you made money. But nowadays, you know, outside of a record label, I don't have to write my own songs as long as I own the recording. Like as as long as I own that oh, wow. master, is what they call it. They yeah. call them master recording. I own it. Mm-hmm that's where all the money – That's you know and that's that's just it's it's a totally different dynamic now man and i don't i'm i'm so so loving how we're doing things now
0: that is awesome so we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side a little bit tell us a little bit about when you look back on your career so far some aha moments where you're like wow i got to do that
1: oh man all shoot there's a lot of uh, play in the grand logic <laughs> For the first time, was one of them. Uh, what
0: was that like the first time?
1: Uh, it was so awesome Getting that I, I don't even. Rem- I don't even remember. It.
0: That's how <laughs> awesome it
1: was. Um, luckily, yeah. I had somebody there to. That's, I had somebody there to document. Um, yeah. What else, uh, man? You know, I've gotten to meet some of my heroes. I've I've, I've been on tour with with Alan Jackson. Um, I've spent some time with him. I've. Uh, I've written songs with people that i um some songwriters that I've, I've held up in, you know, in that, that whole, Holy crap mm-hmm. songwriter world, you know, that, that I've been able to, to meet those people and just, there's a whole bunch of stuff and just being able to pay my bills with music period. Like just being able to go out and yeah. make a living. Um, Oh yeah. They're in, they're in the back of the car. I'm doing an interview. Um, uh I'm sorry about that. Just yeah, being able to pay <laughs> pay my bills with with music is is a aha moment, you know? Like hold, I I yeah, wake up yeah. every morning saying, "Man, I get to <clears throat> I get to go play guitar and and a piano and get paid." It's just it's just weird.
0: <laughs> and you know, we get exactly what you're saying cuz the you know, granted our show don't make money yet, but we know one day it will and and I would be like pinching myself if I can just talk to y'all and get paid. That would just be everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, and
1: one day, in one day you will, man. One day you'll uh, just keep doing what you're doing. You, you know, you get your and and I. That's the American dream. You have you have that dream and you, you make it happen. And uh, that's what it's all about.
0: Yep, and we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to play your song "Fly in My Country Flag" and talk about that. And how's that sound?
2: Okay, sounds good to me. Hey, everyone. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at the Sports Guys podcast. Oh, come on.
3: When the small towns start getting smaller and the people start packing it up, when the corn rolls. Ain't no dust cloud behind my truck
2: Love it Great Right
0: song. on Yeah So tell I'm us glad The story behind it. that
2: one
1: Well I uh, wrote that song Back in 2014 And, and uh, Walked oh, wow. in to, the, to my Co-writing And session and, and was We were just talking about The current Current state of affairs With country music And you know, there's some At that time There was a lot of people Complaining about Country music and, you know Pop country And mm-hmm. bro country And all this And then I was like You mm-hmm. know what I told him, I said, man, I can't do any of that. I can't, Uh, I'm not a bro country singer. I'm not a pop country singer. Like, I don't, I I just, I don't, uh, you know, I was, I was like frustrated with it. And and one of my co writers said, uh, well, man, you know, you just keep doing what you're doing because it will come back. Country music will come back. And I said, well, that's that's
3: awesome. I
1: said, and when it does, (laughs) I'll be right here waving my country flag.
3: (laughs) I
2: love that. And, and he's like, Oh my go. gosh,
1: he's like he's like, That's our song title. So, uh but we you know, at the same time we didn't want to alienate anybody you know, just, that, that wasn't country or wasn't from the country, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So we yeah. we were very delicate with the with the lyrics, you know. Uh, this song is very personal to me. You know, the first verse talks about mm-hmm. being proud of being a country boy. The second verse talks about
3: mm-hmm. being
1: proud of, of uh playing singing country music and loving country music. And then the third, the bridge, you know, if you're proud of who you are and where you're from, I mean, that's me. I'm, I'm extremely proud to be in America. So that's, Amen to that's, that. uh, mm-hmm. that's where that song came from.
0: Love that. Now, one thing I like to do on our show that I think gets less recognition out there, but they need more of it, is the team. You know, everybody sees the artists, but they never see the PR people. They never see the um, producers, the managers, they don't see any of that. And, but they never get the recognition I think they deserve. So I've always said, you know what, on our show we're going to give it to them. So if you take maybe one or two minutes just to talk about the team that helped you be who you are.
1: Man, I've had so many team members along the way that that are no longer part of my team. I mean, we got, if you think <laughs> about it, my very first you know, con, um, record deal was, was uh, I had a guy named Mike, Michael Powers who – who was, mm-hmm. a, was a believer? He was my champion, and he he made it happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's no longer a part of my team, but he was a big deal. He was he was very instrumental in, in me being successful. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Powers, Keith Seagall, all those guys early on, Keith produced my records, and and um, and then all my, my songwriter buddies. I mean, there's, a whole, there's too many to dang to mention to to,
0: mm-hmm. to uh, yeah
1: to run down the list. Um, but currently. You know, I've I've got um my wife, you know, she's she up until like recently she's she has been um not quite as involved and now she's really gotten her hands into this to my, my career oh, that's and it's, awesome. it's and it's making a huge difference. Um my I, I just recently signed with Roar Management, Ryan O'Nan. He's he's uh we're doing some really cool things together. Um, mm-hmm. Lindsay site you know, my, on the yeah, publicity awesome. side of things, she's she's rocking and rolling. Um, there was a girl that was part of my team for about five, six years. Uh, she is, she she still is like a consultant for me. Like I talk to her a lot, but she's actually she lives in L.A. right now. But Maddie Grosso mm-hmm. was 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 my day to day manager. She was my tour manager. She was mm-hmm. my stylist. She okay. was my my sure. assistant. She was my grocery, I mean she was like all of it man, I, there was, oh, wow. she was my right hand, and um, she she did a lot for me, and hopefully one day she'll be back on my team um, but yeah. yeah, I mean there's a lot of them
0: you know, you're talking about team you know, we, we kind of got a third party to our team that we always allow to ask one question, so our little 8 year old he's kind of like our co-host so Sandy's going to get him on to ask you a question real quick <laughs> okay we're family affair here <laughs> I love it
2: all right, all right, here's Christopher
0: okay, what's your favorite food? What's my favorite
1: food yep is that was that the question?
0: yeah, that was question favorite okay,
1: food. man my absolutely hands down spaghetti with meat sauce um I will sit down with a plate of spaghetti uh, and meat sauce and eat until I'm literally sick in my stomach. I, I love it that much.
3: <laughs>
0: and what's yours, little Chris?
3: Pizza.
1: <laughs> I like pizza, too. I like pizza, too, but not quite <laughs> as much as spaghetti. <laughs> yeah,
3: little Chris Bye. could. Thanks. Thank you, man.
0: Yeah, little Chris could <laughs> Hey. He comes and goes, but he he would he gets upset if he don't get his little oh, yeah. question in so there. Oh, love to be part we're of it. We're training them young. We've got a 16 month yeah. old daughter, so when she gets older, guess what? She'll be plugged into. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, get her done. Get her done. I mean, same here. Like uh, my my girls are are eat up with the music bug, and and uh, uh-huh. we got got them oh, wow. doing all kinds of stuff with music. And then we're in the process of opening a uh, coffee shop, so then they'll be they'll be working at that oh, thing cool. too.
0: So. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> so what are other projects that you're working on right now?
1: I don't have many projects, man. We're just we're just trying to stay afloat. We're trying to create ways to, to keep the bills paid, especially since touring's been put to a halt. Um working on just putting new music out. I got a new song coming out probably yes. mid August. Um Mm-hmm. And then I'll have another song coming out about eight weeks after that one uh that two songs that I'm really 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 excited about um awesome and uh, project wise we we i have some stuff on paper like there's a there's a um an album that i want to do um two mm-hmm. albums that i want to do ones one would be an original- uh, music or an album full of original music and then another album would be covered songs that that i've I've grown up loving him. So, I mean, just got to find somebody to pay for
0: it. (laughs) There you go. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about?
1: Oh, man, there's so many. Um, I'd love to write with Keith Whitley. And just write be a, awesome. a good old country drinking song like this. Don't even matter. Just let's write a country <laughs> song that that gets people fired up and ready to have either a, a cold beer or a you know shot of whiskey or whatever. You know, just something just country as hell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what song of yours that you've done so far is the, means the most in why? Oh man, that's that's
1: a hard question. It's like asking me which one of my kids is my favorite. Um,
0: <laughs> um,
1: you know, Family Man will always be special song. Um, Fish mm-hmm. is, is in a quirky way is a special song. Outskirts yeah. of Heaven, I guess, probably might be the one song that I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm, I don't even, I can't even believe that I was, I wrote that. You know, it's just that's. Oh uh, I I think yeah. Outskirts of Heaven is one of those once in a lifetime songs, and and I was glad to be. Guy that that
0: wrote it. Mm-hmm. Now so, you'll probably say the same thing about this question. That could be a lot of answers on this, but I still like to ask it: Is what song that's out there that you've heard that you that you thought to yourself, "I wish I wrote that"?
1: No, that's another question. Like, man, there's so many of those. Uh, that <laughs> so many of those that you're like, "Wow,
3: <laughs> no. it's
1: like a simple song to write." Uh, man, I wish I'd have wrote that, but. I mean, some of the more, like, powerful songs, like In Color, one of those songs, I wish I was like, damn, I wish oh, i have wrote good, that, or, or You're Gonna Miss This, um, uh, or I, I Saw God Today, you know, stuff like that. I mean, like, every time you <laughs> lower, that's such a good song, and, um, yeah.
0: So, since you've been on all sides of music, kind of, through your crazy journey that you've had, what, drives you now what what keeps them what keeps you getting out of bed in the morning well it's
1: a lot of the same a lot of a lot of what we've been talking about like i don't have i don't have a plan b um music (laughs) is the only thing i'm music is the only thing i'm i love and or i say love i mean love to do for a living Mm -hmm. it's the only thing i feel like i'm good at i wake up you know my
0: yeah
1: and (laughs) I try my best to to make the best music, and I also try to do I do my best to make sure that my wife and my two girls are, are super proud of me. That's that's what
0: that that's is what awesome. I strive for. And I I totally get what you're saying, because to be honest with you, the only thing I know how to do is talk. If if I got to use work. my hands, it wouldn't work. If I got to be in a nine to five <laughs> job, it wouldn't work. I talk. <laughs> you know that's that's <laughs>
1: You know and if you you know I learned a great quote from Alan Jackson um that that he used to say during his during his concerts but he's like you know if you can figure out a way to make a living doing what you love he said you'll never work another day in your life so that uh um, yep. that's that's mm-hmm. just I love I love that quote and it's just it's so true
0: and that's what we're trying to build here with our show although again we still we still tell people this is our career, even even though it's a career not making money yet. But this is our career. I see that. <laughs> well,
1: that's man. That's uh, there's something to be said about waking up knowing that you get to do what you love. I mean, and you can hopefully yep. and, and eventually turn it into a, a, um, a way to provide for yourselves and your family.
0: Yep. Exactly. So, what's that five-year vision that you have right now? Goals for the next five years. Oh, at this point? Yeah.
1: Uh, musically, I, I'd, I'd still like to be touring a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to tour like 150, 200 shows a year. I, I, I just want to be able to keep putting music out that that needs to be heard uh, at a, mm-hmm. uh, a live okay. level. Uh, five yeah. years, I hope. I hope to have my my coffee shop business up and running with with several uh, franchises. Throughout Middle Tennessee, mm-hmm. and maybe even further. Oh, wow. yeah. um, by then, I think my my oldest will be starting to, looking at college or whatever. Hopefully, she'll have her her an idea of where she what she wants to do for a living, and um mm-hmm. we'll be trying to we'll be tackling that. And so that's my it's my five
0: year. <clears throat> so let's say you had a friend that you heard sing, and him or her had something special. You definitely could tell. And this would be pre-COVID advice. Let's say that they got on that stage and they got what every artist says. They got that stage bug with the crowd cheering them on. They know they're in the right place. They come to you and they say, Craig, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years?
1: Oh, man. Um, that is a... That's a that's a heck of a you know because there's not a roadmap to to getting it done yeah. now I I do think there's there's a lot of people trying to trying to attain the same goals I feel like yeah. you have to want it more than the next person or more than everybody else you have to uh,
0: mm-hmm. and my
1: stepdaddy always said the squeaky wheel gets the grease you know. Um, you got
0: to be all in.
1: A lot, of, you know. I've had a lot of conversations with with people where they're so like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm trying to do this. You got any advice? And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm an okay singer. I'm like, no. Well, there's the first mistake right there. You got to believe that you are the best that's ever been, whether it's true or not. In your mind, yeah. You have to believe it. Uh, yeah. my, my And then my last piece of, of uh, advice for people is, uh, I mentioned it earlier. You mm-hmm. got to be all in. I don't have a plan B. I yep. never had a plan B. This was it. Wow. I was going to get it no matter what. Um, and if you if you if you have a plan B, you have a fall back or a, a it'll become a, your plan A. A parachute, if you will. You will. It's always going to be there. You're like, well, if it don't work, it don't work. You know, no, it's got
0: to work. I love that, and I could talk all day long. Lindsay gave me thirty minutes. I want to respect. Lindsay and, um so tell everybody how they can reach out to you, and hopefully we'll have you back on the on down the road.
1: Yeah, uh, anytime, man. I'm uh, I'm all over the place, uh, but if you're looking for social media, all of my social media handles are at Craig Campbell TV. That's uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all that. So just find me; I'm there. It's, I'm not hard to find.
0: And you know we enjoyed having you on the show today, and again we look forward to having you back down the road. Because you know my my show is normally sixty minutes, but Lindsay said she can give me thirty, so I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> well,
1: and and normally normally we would we would absolutely do uh, the sixty minutes, but I have something else. I got to get a hold. I got to jump on real quick. And uh, but I do appreciate the thirty minutes. It it, it means more to oh, me it. than you know. Oh, All thank right. you so much and, for your
0: time. And you have a blessed day, and hopefully whatever you're about to go do, it works out, too. Absolutely. Yes. It will. Hi, right. Talk All to right. you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. See, Bye. See you guys.